Songs are like painting, bro. Pay attention only to the music. The music. It's just me and uh, my machines. I'm MP, and this is the Musically Proper Podcast. In this interview series, I'll be breaking down the art of listening with experimental musicians. We'll find out how these artists value the listening experience and dive into their production techniques. This is Musically Proper. My guest today is Collins Obo, aka Kalobo, an experimental electronic musician born in Nigeria, raised in Baltimore, and now living in LA. Kalobo released Entity Relation through the prolific Leaving Records label in 2021, an EP of hypnotic IDM beats, and he recently finished touring with indie giants Beach House. Throughout this episode, you'll hear us occasionally talk about Kalobo's primary instrument, the modular synthesizer a fascinating machine that allows producers to create their own robotic-like sounds. We'll begin with a preview of Colobo and his music. From there, we'll talk about his tour experience with Beach House and how he approaches the art of listening. Lastly, we'll talk about the makings of Entity Relation and uncover the inspiration behind his upcoming ambient-leaning EP. A lot of modular stuff is like out there, like super wild like sonic, which I kind of like to grab, but like I'm not in that space. Like, do you have a morning routine and is music a part of it? I do not have a morning routine. I mean, (laughs) in the day, like I have a day job, so. My morning routine is just like opening my laptop and starting work immediately because I I work from home. So um, I wish it was. That would be nice if I could just like do music like in the morning. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Do you mind if I ask what you do for your day job? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a data engineer. That's really interesting, actually, that you're a data engineer. Do you see any similarities between how you handle the data and like your music? (laughs) Shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, inputs, processing, outputs, it's like, that's literally what it is, like, and that's the same thing with modular, like, um, your synthesizers, you know, it's like, you have the source of the sound, and then you process it however you want to, and then you output it. got back from touring uh you were supporting beach house for a little bit uh, dude, that was crazy it doesn't feel real yet it's not not dude the whole thing was like an out-of-body experience like it still doesn't feel like I, I i was there throughout like it was just like extremely surreal <laughs> it doesn't feel like it happened <laughs> but it happened did you find out how they discovered you I think I have like a general idea because um, last year, September, um, Leaving Records, they invited me to do a show. Uh, they have like they have like a monthly show in a park uh, where the the um, founder Matthew David he um, he like invites musicians to play for a bunch of people. And uh, the time I came, I think um, one of the other artists was managed by the same guy that manages Beach House, who is from Baltimore, which is where I've lived. I lived for a lot of, like, Beach House is actually also from Baltimore. So yeah, that's like where the connection is. So um, he got in contact with me, um, really nice guy, Jason. And yeah, we just started talking and then just randomly invited me to do it. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Cause like, I've been like really fucking with Beach House for a long time. Like they're, they're, a great band and luckily they're like even better people um it was like such a such a fucking honor to to do that um yeah and they were just so nice like the whole crew and they're like so so nice i, I thought they would be depressing because you know they have like a mellower like kind of music um but uh, i mean that's not like 
any shade, of course, because like I said, I, I love their music a lot, like, like a lot. So yeah, it's just it was just an honor to to be a part of that. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you see any similarities between your you know your music <laughs> and Beach House music? Shit, dude, that's a good question because any of like pretty much all of the shows that I've done hasn't there hasn't been any clear similarities with like the other artists that I've been a part that I've like played with apart from I guess just the experimentation that um I know Beach House they they do a lot of experimentation even though it doesn't really sound like it sometimes but they 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 actually do um push some boundaries um and they are like they have that sound that is like pretty common right now they were like the first people to create that so I think a lot of people forget that but yeah just Matt, like could uh, you explain a little bit more of that like what sound kind of right now are you referring to that you feel Beach House heavily influenced just the dream pop like the modern like I guess neo dream pop I guess um I think they were like they were part of that whole early 2000s like revival of that in my opinion I don't know they might disagree or other people might disagree but yeah just like that whole era and a lot of Baltimore music came out from there like uh Animal Collective of course a Future Island like that kind of like dream pop so yeah there's also Matmos you know Baltimore has some OGs and stuff so I think uh yeah, the dream pop sound, but I feel like their newer album was like really they like were doing some very interesting things, especially with like drums, like they uh, drum programming. Yeah, it sounded like there was a little more like I could even maybe even notice some '80s kind of elements, maybe even like some Depeche Mode stuff when you talk about like the yeah. drum programming and and you also blew my mind, man, by just reminding me or helping me realize how many major influential indie bands came out of baltimore that's actually really crazy like future islands animal collective right. and beach house that's there's something in the water there that's, nah, that's yeah water. Like fucking rat poisoning or something in the <laughs> water. <laughs> we have a lot of rats <laughs> um but yeah yeah baltimore's got some really and not even just like the because that's a lot of like the you know it's like white um, <laughs> white people, so but there's like a lot of um, people of color out there that are doing a lot of cool stuff. Like I'm a huge fan of it. Their name is Abdul Ali. Abdul Ali. Abdul Ali. He's like really, really talented um, musician and artist. Um, got to see him live last year and just blew my mind. There's a lot of like there's there's so it's it's so deep in there, um, Baltimore, and I feel very even though I didn't really like talk to anybody when I was there I still appreciate being um I guess connected to that whole uh, area yeah yeah that music that you know influenced all of us kind of during that time that that big era for indie music mm -hmm. do you how do you feel some of that music that you were into then do you feel it's like in, even though what you do now is so different do you feel it's influenced the way you approach your music oh yeah definitely that was like that whole era, like early Spotify days, I guess like early 2010s, um, um, that's when I got really into that whole, you know, indie fucking Beach House, Grizzly Bear, um, who else, uh, Father John Misty, you know, Fleet Foxes kind of shit. Like that, I, that was super pivotal in me, for me in terms of my, love of music because you know that was just like some great shit coming out back then and so have you always made you know these electronic compositions that are kind of i know you use vocal samples and I'm, i want to talk about that too but they're they're mo they're wordless from you like you know you're not putting your voice in the compositions have you ever done other types of songs dude yeah uh before like my first like taste of music creation I was in a rap group with two of like my closest friends um, and I used to produce for them and also kind of rap um, with them. This was like 
this was around the time I was listening to like Beach House and all that. Like it was like almost ten years ago, and yeah, that was like my first like taste in creating music using Fruity Loops and shit, and just like making beats and yeah, I used to like rap kind of yeah, yeah, super angsty. <laughs> okay, man. Well, cool. Let's let's on that note. Let's um, I wanted to run these questions by you. The art of listening kind of get an idea of you know what you're listening to and kind of how you approach the album experience i know you're big into vinyl so i'm excited to hear about that um so what's the what's the last album that you listened to front to back i actually just listened to um, an artist called zyla um she's part of leaving records yeah her last album uh, i just got the record and so so damn good i would recommend listening to her her stuff it's it's so forward pushing electronic music kind of similar to my stuff i don't know i just really fuck with her shit it's like really dope um so yeah that was the last thing i listened to yesterday night before getting shit faced (laughs) (laughs) nice i mean yeah it's like good like hype music um, the album is called Waze, Waze, by the way. Um, Zyla, X-Y-L-A. Yeah, big fan. Like, Cool. Yeah, I mean, big fan of all of the Leaving Records stuff. I feel so, like, honored to be a part of or affiliated with the other artists that are in that Leaving Records ecosystem. Everyone is so fire. It's, like, I genuinely am saying that, like, every artist that's on that label um, is so damn good yeah but i did want to ask you what it meant you know what it meant to you to be a part of that that label family and it sounds like it's obviously quite an honor oh Uh, yeah dude biggest just the more that i now that i live here in like la and like i'm meeting you know the people that are part part of the label and just like seeing it live and actually listening to yeah it's it's huge honor like definitely happy uh feel blessed congrats man yeah the musicianship is is amazing i I, i'm not sure if mind design at one time was on leaving but i just saw my mind design came through salt lake and seeing his live band you know lion milk on keys and scorby on bass and You, you went to the show yeah yeah i went and saw saw mind design and the rare pleasures and um just mind-blowing musicianship you know those guys are like they know what they're doing <laughs> uh, yeah my milk uh, moki is like also part of leaving records fucking incredible like musician and i think i've only met mind design once and he was really nice yeah so um yeah just that whole community it's like a weird community that are so they're so welcoming and friendly freaking crazy to be part of it okay so when's the last time you listen to music without distractions and maybe it was last night to xyla but can you remember the last time you listened to music where you just you weren't doing anything else but listening to music Ooh, that's a good question i feel like i'm usually always doing something while i'm listening to music i don't know if you know who like nala sinepro or i don't know how to say her last name um, it's like S-I-N-E-P-H-R-O. Her, she just put out an album called Space 1.8. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the best albums that I've heard in a very long time. It's it's like one of those albums where you're like, damn, do I like suck? You know, it's like, <laughs> do I suck at this? <laughs> like, this shit is, sounds so fucking good. Like, what the fuck? Like, how do you, how does somebody just come out of nowhere and like, make something that beautiful like yeah so i i like i remember listening to that i listen to that a lot when i'm on the uh like when i'm flying really good airplane music it's like a masterpiece honestly like i genuinely believe it's like one of the best albums ever wow that's incredible i'm I'm gonna go back to it because i do i have explored the album i can't remember her primary instrument but i know it's like a jazz album but it's very calm well i guess you would would you say it's jazz like i know it's yeah but i think she also uses modular too which is so cool but like there's so many like electronic musicians like out here that are like really pushing the boundaries like really pushing it there's a musician her name is J Words. 
Um, I don't know if you know um, who she is from Brooklyn. She also does like modular stuff, and I think she uses a Digi tech. But I saw her live like a month ago and blew my mind. Also, morale. So many musicians that just so happen to be female. Yeah, just huge right now. Yeah, I love that shout out. That's that's cool. Well, I gotta ask now because we've talked about it a few times. But I, what prompted the move from from uh, Baltimore to LA? Oh man, it's warm here. Yeah. <laughs> like very warm. Also, there's, there's multiple things. So I got a remote job. So I felt like I could go anywhere. Um, I also was dating somebody, and we both decided to move here. Uh, I'm gonna say was because it's not happening anymore, but that's like a whole different story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just like also the community. When I came here for that show that I mentioned earlier, the one at the park, um, I just felt so much love here that I was like, it's, it's like a no-brainer. Like I have to go here and explore this whole new journey with these people that are so welcoming and yeah everything just kind of made sense to move here that's amazing okay so when you went to did that that show at the terra this that location yeah. uh, you were still in baltimore you flew out for that exactly yeah yeah matthew david he, he flew me out which is like oh that's fucking awesome yeah and we and i just did a show i crashed in his office um his wife and daughter are really nice people. Um, also, his wife, Dee, was a great musician um, oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, and, um, and he is, obviously, incredible musician. I crashed on their floor on a really bad air mattress. It was a horrible air mattress. <laughs> um, hopefully, they returned it, because that shit sucked. Um, but, but at the same time, like they let me crash in their house, and, you know, they're super nice to me but what was the fucking question because i actually oh yeah i was just curious i was i wasn't i was surprised to hear that you were still in baltimore when you flew out for that show i just it's it's so cool how pivotal that show has been from the beach house connection to just getting you to move out here and i was curious too like knowing you know was that the first time you'd ever played your music like in an outdoor setting during the day yeah, yeah, I think that was the first, and it might have been the only, I can't remember any other time that I've done that, and that, that, yeah, that show is still, like, the best show that I've ever done, not even, like, as a performance, because I kind of fucked up a little bit, but just, like, in terms of the energy that was in that space, like, it was so strong and, like, so warm, um, yeah, that was, like, Still, that's like the my favorite show ever. I don't think anything is gonna beat that. Just and also in terms of what it's brought for me, like all the opportunities. Hopefully, I don't know if I really expressed that to Matthew. I think I have so much gratitude. Yeah. What made that experience different from playing like in a, a venue at night where it's dark and you know it's just a whole different setting? Like, was it harder or easier to play your music in this daytime setting it outside? I wouldn't say it was harder or easier. I just, the set list that I um, have for like the daytime show or something that it's a, it's different from what I would have at like a nighttime. I, I kind of try to, you know, make it work with the vibe. So, right. okay. So preferred listening format. I like to ask, you know, is it tape, CD, digital, vinyl, but I, I'm going to guess with you it's vinyl um yeah yeah it is definitely vinyl just being able um, not that i even buy that much vinyl anymore i I only get like a handful a year um but yeah it's just like you listen to the whole thing you listen to the the artist's story that they intended to showcase to the audience okay so what's the last piece of physical music you purchased oh salsa malone yeah but he just put out some record um a quiet farewell yeah and i just got that um in the mail like a week ago really really good shit there's so many good music it's like i could talk all day about this shit (laughs) but do you have a favorite place to listen to music yeah anywhere i wish i had like a one of those listening rooms that like fancy people have and shit like where (laughs) the quadraphonic speakers or something with like this chairs and like, yeah i wish i had like the hi-fi macintosh 
receivers and all that fucking shit. The audio yeah. file setup. Exactly. Anywhere, one day. On <laughs> one, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. one day. I feel the same. I've always wanted a listening room where I could have like a glass window, like maybe that whole wall is glass, and I can just sit there and just kind of look out while I listen. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that would be fucking dream. Hey, it's possible, you know, if you really want it. Exactly. Yep. I wanted to ask your favorite musical instrument. I just want to guess the modular, but what is your favorite musical instrument? Um, in terms, I mean, yeah, I mean, personally, I make music with the modular, so yeah, I would definitely say that. But I also like the saxophone, just like the sound of like a tenor saxophone. Um, I think it just sounds so like so freaking cool. Like, um, yeah, like there's a like Stanley Turrentine and. Sonny Rollins, um, Stan Getz, yeah, all that like jazz shit. That the sax, the saxophone is just, just something about that sound. I wish I learned that when I was a kid. I I did I learned the trumpet. I wasn't that good at it, but um, yeah, saxophone is fire. That's really cool to hear. I agree. What's your favorite concert memory? I guess I'll have to say the Beach House shows, like watching. One of my favorite bands play, um, like some of my favorite songs ever. Like watching them play, they have a song called PPP that is like one of my favorite songs ever. And just like watching them play that, like in the backstage area, was a very crazy moment. It was like an emotional moment. Like, like what? Surreal too at the same time. It's like I was, was I, I don't even feel like I was there. Um, but yeah, just watching one of my favorite bands play and then like opening for them before they played and just like, yeah, that easily one of my, yeah, that shit was crazy. What were your major takeaways? Like watching them, being around them, performing on that tour, what were your major takeaways about some of the things you want to do or, or how you work? playing a show sometimes a lot of times you might be like oh shit that was not my best uh my best set and i i feel like that a lot but just knowing that like it it was good it was good enough like it was good like the people enjoyed it um and that's all that really matters that was a big learning experience also just like practical shit too like being prepared um and this is kind of dumb but like when you're doing one of those kind of tours or doing a show you have a rider i guess where you can you tell you tell like the venue what kind of like what what you want like like what food do you want or snacks or whatever and i remember i was like i didn't really know much about that so i was like yeah i just want like some pistachios and a six pack of beer and then I didn't realize that that I would get that every single day. That I was <laughs> so so like every day I just had pistachios and beer like delivered to my green room. And I actually am not a fan of pistachios anymore because <laughs> that was like it was horrible. It was so it was like goddamn fucking pistachios. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was. uh, It was an experience, man. Like, man. The thing about it is that you do have to have like a balance because I will say, like, it was. We had a lot of fun. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was like having a balance of like, all right, you know when to like, you know, get your shit done because it's like a job, but at the same time, you know when to be a human and just like hang out and just yeah just be human and talk and maybe have a drink or something or like four drinks or maybe 10 or something some crepes yeah have some crepes yeah that's great okay so uh, how do you feel about streaming platforms and what's your preferred streaming platform I don't know. I don't really have one. I know they kind of fuck people over. I I know they definitely fuck artists over. Um, I think the best streaming platform is. I, I kind of like what Leaving Records is doing now, which is like they just 
um, we have a website, leavingrecords.com, and they just have their artist music, and people can literally just play, like, any of their artists' albums for free, like, on the on the website. I like that idea. I think that's, like, cool, because the value of, um, the value of music is, I don't know, I don't know, it's just, like, not important in a way. It's, like... As long as somebody's enjoying the music, that's that's what's that's what I care about. You know, if you're enjoying it, I would put it on YouTube or whatever for free, and you can listen to it if you want to. Like I, I don't care. I do like Bandcamp though, and how you know people can actually actively support artists. Um, I might be saying that because I have a day job, so I'm not like super. Um, I'm I don't need to make money from music necessarily but so that's like a bias opinion um so i might be the wrong person to ask about this stuff but i just i just i don't i don't care yeah that's a really good insight that's like really self-aware and i really like that you brought that up because obviously if a musician decides to do it full-time that's where probably it's hardest. They really think about like, well, where am I really getting my money? And I need to, I need to be supported somehow. But what you made me think of with your answer was, you know, not all musicians are making, they're not getting into music to make money. Like that's not why they're doing it, you know? And so it kind of sounds like that's where you're coming from. You say like, I don't worry too much about like those streaming numbers and how much they're paying me per stream because it's just, I'm, I just want people to enjoy it. And you're, you know, I think that's a really good perspective. And you're right, it does help that you have a day job, but I, I still think that's a great way to kind of think about it too. Because um, we can argue over numbers all day, but let's just get back to the music and be like, I'm not making it to, to make a ton of money or be rich. Like I'm making it for, you know, it's my art and I want people to enjoy it. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that's kind of just where I'm at. I mean, I would love to make a lot of money. Of course, everybody would. Right. Um, but I think we can all agree that like these, like Spotify, like objectively fucking people over so so this last question in the art of listening kind of talks about like um you know pop artists and maybe the idea that you know i had a really interesting conversation the other day with someone about some like one of the biggest american bands of all time and they said someone who was actually more well first of all it was it wasn't a band it was a single person but we had to make the distinction that this person is there's a difference between being a performer and a musician you know, some people are just kind of maybe they have good stage presence and they can sing a little, mm-hmm. but they don't actually compose the music or write the lyrics or even play instruments. Um, right. So I only bring that up just to say, like, sometimes there's a pop artist out there who might be way more talented than you think. Like you just see the face and the singing and you're like, oh, whatever. They're just kind of celebrity music. Yeah. But sometimes they're really talented. So for you, is there a major pop artist that you really respect or that you feel is possibly underrated for their their talents? I'm gonna give a basic, basic answer and just be like, uh, like I guess Kanye West. I guess I wouldn't say he's underrated. Obviously, he's not underrated at all. Um, but you know, I I enjoyed, I've enjoyed like his um, some of like, a lot of his music. Um, like Jesus, Jesus was is like one of my favorite albums ever. I think Kanye West is a good answer, actually. Um... It's just interesting to hear you bring him up. And yeah, Yeezus is incredible. I actually wasn't even, what got me into Yeezus was reading a review of Yeezus by Lou Reed. Yeah. yeah. And the way he talked about it. And I was like, dang, like, okay. If Lou Reed, Lou Reed respects it this much, like, I need to get back into, con- you know, I need to listen to it. Yeah, that, that whole era with, like, 808s, like, post-808s and, like, you know, um, I guess even his, I don't really know about his newer stuff. I'm not, I haven't really caught, uh, kept up, but um, yeah, like 808s and Heartbreak and like My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy and Jesus. Jesus was like the one that was like, yeah, this shit is sick. Um, yeah, just being able to like just do what you feel like doing because I'm sure he could have just kept doing like the whole classic hip hop sampling stuff but just like pushing that boundary yeah i like how you mentioned the um him pushing the boundaries of sampling on Jesus because that is a good point you know where we were really familiar 
with his the way he would sample soul vocals and right. the way he'd sample you know the human voice a lot and then you get to Jesus and it's it's there's samples in there but it's way more like sonic texture stuff right like it's not the voice yeah. it's more electronic sound and stuff which is was really cool actually that's a good point and I think too you know I, I was talking to someone about like Donda if they like Donda and because I actually do like his new stuff but um they're like you know my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is it for me like that's the one and and I kind of realized I was like well that's actually a pop album like oh yeah that was a probably the biggest his biggest pop album honestly that's like that album was super pop and it's like since then like he hasn't really made pop music and it's just kind of a good distinction in your mind to make like you know it's really cool that touring with you two really got him into this idea of like arena music and anthems and you can't get any better than like all of the lights or power or monster what he did was my beautiful but it was like okay he reached the pinnacle of that now let's push in a new direction could you pinpoint like a, a time where you heard a producer and the way they they made beats or any sort of composition you're like i want to try that who, who was that for you yeah james blake i remember i was watching a tv show yeah i was like 10 years ago 11 years ago and i remember a song one of his songs wilhelm scream came on it was like at the outro where the credits and that was like the song that was playing and i was like this sounds really fucking cool. Like, who's this black guy that's singing and producing? I thought he was black. I was like, yeah. figure out who this black guy is. That's like so soulful and with the cool ass beat. And then finding out it's like some like tall, skinny, white British guy. Um, I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool too. Yeah, and it's and just digging into his music and like his earlier like EP stuff that his his production definitely I was like a huge fan of him uh, I would I, I would say probably the biggest inspiration uh for me starting to produce and yeah he yeah very big James like I don't really listen to his newer stuff um but yeah his early work just huge inspiration for for what I do when we talk about pop stuff, we're not just talking about like, are we, because I know you love songwriter stuff. Like, you know, you just listened to Lou Reed the other day. Like, right. you enjoy singers and lyricists, but yeah. is it maybe more from a different era? Like, what you prefer in modern music is usually more electronic or jazz and it's not so lyrical based? Or does it just depend? It just really depends. Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't really think about that. Um, I guess it just depends. Because they are in like, modern artists that are singer-songwriters, like, you know, I, I love the Fleet Foxes, um, so, and that's, like, primarily songwriting. Um. You know, so let's talk about your music. When I think of entity relation, and I really, you know, I've explored that a lot, I've listened to it a lot, it's, it's really stimulating. Like, stimulating is the word I think of. Like, I'm not saying, like, obviously it's it's upbeat and there are some grooves but stimulating comes to mind like it, it hits me in the mind and the body and that may just be the modular synth aspect but it feels like the songs are thinking and they're developing like it's its own thought IDM is like is is this intelligent dance music I really just wanted to get your take like what does IDM mean to you again right now it's another label but what does IDM mean to you and yeah let's start there wait is that what it is that is, IDM is intelligent that's what it means that's the acronym intelligent dance yeah yeah so I it's like industrial dance music I didn't I have no idea to be honest uh but intelligent dance music that sounds cool I, I'm 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 with that um yeah, um, I I guess that's like what I am a part of now that that scene, which I'm I mean I'm honored. Like there's some amazing musicians that are doing that. Um, for my stuff, I feel like for that album or that EP, it was like all of the songs were like performed live. Like it was like I was like. Well, I mean, I, I like had the sequence, the sequence program, but like all the modulation and all the the like filtering, all that stuff is like a, done live, like literally just pressing play, 
recording straight to Ableton stereo. And so I think that's where that like stimulation can uh, be seen because that's literally what I was going through when I was playing it. So you're like kind of going along with this, with my thought process. So you have the, the modular synth, you start there and you start kind of patch, like patchworking everything. But then when you decide to record it, it's like a one take. So does that mean like on that live take where you record it that you are just by memory, like repressing those buttons and, and triggering those sequences? Do you do it from memory? Um, well, I feel like well, before I record, I, I like play the shit out of the songs. Like I, I can spend like a whole month on one song. And I have. I've spent like very long time, like embarrassingly long amounts of time on songs um, because I'm a very slow producer. But um, yeah, I just, pl I just play it enough before recording it that I kind of know what I want it to sound like, which also helps a lot with my live performances because I've already practiced it so much that I can replicate that in a live setting. I'm kind of interested in the title too with entity relation. Um, when I thought about it in a in terms of the album or the EP, um, just thought about how these sonic palettes connect with one another to create this whole thing. These are like different entities, melodies, different melodies connecting together to create this harmonious sound. And Is there a song that you, you feel most proud of on that EP for kind of reaching your idea of what you wanted for the for the album? So I guess like the first track, which is I sampled some Erica Badu and it's like... recognize that as a Badu sample that's actually really cool to know too I thought it was like maybe some deep deep house uh, uh, no, that's like, it's from on and on by Badu. I, I read Hopefully. I read somewhere too that you um, you know you have like you've talked about your inexperience with mixing and mm -hmm. I'd love to have someone like someone professional mix your music in the future something like that sure. but I've also you know heard I've never sampled I don't know how hard it is like I was curious, which of those is, has been harder for you to learn, like mixing or, or, or doing like proper sampling? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think I'm still learning both. Um, yeah, I'm not really, I've kind of thrown my hands up in terms of learning to mix well. I think it's good enough. I feel like, honestly, the emotion from the song is way more important than the mix um so i don't really care anymore uh, as long as there's like something emotional being presented um to the audience um sampling i just i don't know i just keep fucking around until something sounds good um that's usually my process for sampling have you ever right. thought about releasing a collection of like your those pocket operator <laughs> tracks dude i have I have, like, I, I got, like, 25 tapes where I, I was going to, like, just, like, put them on tape and just um, sell that shit at some point. I don't know. I don't. I still got to figure out how I'm going to do that and, like, all that shit. But, yeah, I want to, I want to, like, put those out, um, but not in, like, a public way. Um, just, like, you know, limited, like, uh, bootleg tapes kind of thing. I feel like that might be, it just fits the vibe of those um, those little tracks. So I'll probably do that soon. I agree. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm really impressed with some of those, especially mixing up like, I can't remember who you mixed with St. Vincent, but it was so interesting. I don't know if it was Pharaoh. Pharaoh Sanders, St. Vincent. <laughs> I was also I was a big fan of St. Vincent too, like a, like five years ago. I had a big crush on her. She's really cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, those are those are fun. I haven't done those in a while. I, I really need to 
just like have have a day and just like mess around with that thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I definitely want to, you know, just talk about before we go, like talk about arabesque and and what's coming next. But like, I don't know if I can pick a favorite track on the EP. I I, I just get something different out of all of them. In fact, today was the first time I realized there's little vocal samples in Borderline. I just today I realized after the yeah. tenth time yeah. listening to it. <laughs> an usher song and it's just like usher's voice being chopped up and like fucked up to the point where it doesn't sound like usher quick like the modular synth is there is there a a way that you feel you use it uniquely or that you you add something to it um not really to be honest i feel like i use it in a very basic way i use it like it's a doll honestly like it's like a I use it like how I used Fruity Loops, I guess. I just, it's not, I, I don't feel like I'm making anything like crazy in terms of like what the potential of modular can actually do. Cause I've heard some very interesting uh, compositions from modular. And I think mine is a little bit, what is probably the most appealing is that it's a little bit more palatable for like regular people to like listen to because it's like it's not like super experimental it's kind of at that point where it's you know it's like palatable so I don't think I necessarily maybe that is what is (laughs) what I bring to it because I know a lot of a lot of modular stuff is like out there like super wild like sonics which i kind of like to grab but like i'm not in that space of like i like to make music that like you know people (laughs) can listen to uh regularly that's Um, cool okay well yeah and so samples so you like so even with the modular you still are bringing in a a, like different samples from different places like it's not all created straight on there there are some other sample stuff in it yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean all the drums are like samples like they're like samples that you would have on your like on fruity loops but i just have a module that that does the samples for me and allows me to connect other things to it and like fuck it up and shit like modulate it so um yeah i use a lot of samples um um this new stuff that i'm working on i've been trying to use uh, more samples and also like collaborate with other artists um, instead of like sampling from like Erica Badu or anything like that. I like to hear that. It's interesting. So, you, you know, working with other artists, pulling new stuff that's being created for this album specifically, not necessarily from another another piece. Um, even though I know like Arabesque is, I guess, like an interpolation of a Claude Debussy yeah. composition. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, that was just like an interpretation, which I don't know. I, I, I was also big on like the Wendy Carlos stuff. Um, I don't know if you know about her. Um, she's like, she's like OG, like of bringing like modular, or like Moog into like a mainstream audience. I don't know if you know about like Switched on Bach and like all those like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. She was like the OG. So definitely like influenced by her work and you know more garson plantasia yeah um, that's like yeah that kind of shit i don't know it's, i'm into that um so that's where I, our best is like you know i wanted to I, I loved that piece um itself um very into like impressionistic like french early 1900s stuff I feel like I can see the kind of the even impressionistic era, maybe in some of the visuals that were created for that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The for that for that track. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, my friend Evan McCormick. Shout out to him because he, I, I was so happy with that with that visual. Um, yeah, just like impressionism. That's like I, I the. I guess ethos of the era where it's like you're not trying to make things perfect you're trying to you're giving like an impression of what you see and I guess people can fill in the blank and like that whole idea is something that I really 
gravitate towards and try to project that in my music. I mean, that song specifically, it's interesting because I read that you, you know, you make your your music. This is just a one off an interview, but kind of saying that it just depends on your mood, like whatever mood you're in as you're making it. And th that song specifically like sounds like like someone just experiencing those kind of rare moments where it's not like your life is is perfect, but you're perfectly content with the way it is. You're just like, I'm. Kind of mood were you in when you made arabesque um that that song i don't know i i actually made i started that song like years ago like i think that was around the time i just like started a relationship and was you know in love and all that stuff and like feeling blissfulness and, <laughs> um, it's kind of why i kind of i like dedicated that to my ex because that was like you know that was her that was she was kind of like the muse for that song. Um, so, wow. I, um, yeah, that's my feeling. And it's always interesting hearing how other people connect to that. That's why I, mean, I love playing that song, like, for the end of, that's, like, usually the last song that I play uh, when I do a live show. And I don't know, it's, like, it, like, touches people in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. I mean, I, I'm glad that it does. Um, because that's how the classical version touched me um, emotionally. So I'm glad I could project that to, and have people feel that same way about my interpretation. So, yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Full circle. That's really cool. Well, I'm excited about it. I'm really looking forward to it because I think Arabesque, I probably, just like you said, you've seen people react to it. I have that same reaction to it. It's just warm and close and um really glad it's something I can listen to. Is there is there a, a date in mind or just sometime this year that we're going to see the new EP? Um, <laughs> I wish I had a date. I've just been like going through like personal shit so that's been bogging my mind right now um, but I'm trying to you know use that energy to make something. Uh, right now I have like the sketch of the outline of the set the um this what do you call it track list and um just a lot of unfinished tracks <laughs> a lot of unrecorded tracks um not really sh i don't know i am excited that i'm working on a, a current track that i'm working on is like has me excited i don't know i mean are you like do you, are you a musician i don't make music i write lyrics and stuff like that but i haven't actually really experimented too much with my own recordings i'd like to uh, though you should, yeah. I mean, but you, I mean, I, I'm guessing as like a creative, you've had that experience where you're like, you're making something and you're like so excited about what you're making. And it's like, it like lifts you up and makes you kind of like high, honestly. It's like you're like in this high state. And I'm like, right now, like, there's like a track that I'm working on. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm pushing for something greater than what I've done before, even though, I mean, Creator isn't different. It's like a different thing that I'm trying. So, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know when. Hopefully, late summer. Late summer. Okay. I don't know. No promises. Yeah, no promises <laughs> at all. Because that's, uh, yeah, I, no. But definitely this year. Definitely this year. And um, yeah, so I just want to get the feature done and you know move on to whatever i feel afterwards yeah whatever's next is there can you maybe share anyone that you said you're collaborating with like a lot of you know current artists like is there is there anyone you can say that you're working with that we can look forward to hearing um yeah sure i mean this track i'm working on i'm like uh, uh the artist blank forms who i did a track with that just released um, um who, that's like one person that i I think I, he's like one out of like two or three people that I actually collaborate with and like actively enjoy like making music with because it just feels natural. So, so I'm working on, I'm working with like a sample that he sent me. And I also have a singer um, who is like 
she doesn't really like being like named, I think. Okay. Um, she is like she's super low key. I don't think she really has anything out, but she's one of my favorite singers like ever. She's probably is my favorite singer ever, honestly. Um, um, and you so have her she, on your upcoming EP. Yeah, yeah. I have. I'm like working with her. She like just sent me some vocals like two days ago, and I've been listening to it like so much that it's kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> But like her, I don't know. I just like I have a big crush on her voice and her artistic capabilities. I, I'm super excited to like have her on this one. She was supposed to actually, she she actually was supposed to be on the zero day track. She sent me vocals for that track, um, but unfortunately she wasn't. There was like some some stuff that didn't work out but yeah i'm just like super excited to have her on this next ep because her voice is her voice is fucking it's it's so good i i love her voice it's it's so yeah it's so good it's so good. that's cool dude my well my anticipation level is like super high i'm i'm really <laughs> really looking forward to it and i guess the last thing i would want to ask about it i mean is can should we expect like more interpretations of like older compositions or uh, yeah there, there's going to be one more i mean um our best is definitely going to be on the ep and there's another one um by uh, i don't know how to say his name for our, i don't know I, I have like a clip of it on on instagram that, um, it's right in the stairwell yeah the stairwell that one yeah yeah, that, yeah I, I love that track and that's also like from the impressionist era like french impressionist um, around the same time as the Boosie. and um yeah just uh, i'm gonna have that one completed for the ep and then some other tracks i don't even know how much songs can be on an ep to, i don't i don't know it doesn't matter but yeah <laughs> it's like i'm excited for this one um i feel yeah excited like yeah <laughs> it's gonna be great yeah, I can't wait to see you all come together. And um, yeah, man, that's that's really all I had. I, I just want to thank you again for taking the time and encourage, you know, keep pushing. I know like stuff's going on, but it's like we're excited for it. Keep going and like it's going to be great. Dude, thank you. And thank you for having me. This was um, a very nice experience and I actually have some clarity on who I am as a as an artist from like having this conversation. So I appreciate um, the questions. They're actually super thoughtful questions. So thank you. Wow, Collins, that means a lot, man. Um, well, enjoy the rest of your day. I hope the hangover clears. And uh... oh man, I'm ready to start a drinking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get back to it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode four with Colobo. If you like this episode, feel free to share it, leave a review, and follow Musically Proper on Spotify. You can also check out Musically Proper on IG for new music recommends and insights. Stay tuned for episode 5.